Good morning and welcome to the game room. We are on our way to work again. It seems to be a trend. I, I don't seem to record these uh, <laughs> at home. Like usually if I'm at home and I have anything going on with the game room, it's usually me streaming stuff. So uh, I don't think to record it uh, <laughs> uh, with, with the podcast. So maybe I should start doing that. But uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, fight stick building again. Uh, I haven't done it in a while. I haven't talked to anybody about it in a while. And um, I know there's a few subscribers uh, out of the subscriber pool that I have that are interested in the more arcade aspect and the fight stick building aspect. Uh, I've gotten a few messages from people, um, you know, wanting me to expand a little more on what my setup is or what I'm doing with fight sticks. And so I'm going to go into that a little bit with this one. Um, Basically, I used to build all the sticks by hand out of wood. Um, There's a lot of pros and cons to that. Um, wood has great weight, so it's really good for what they call lap weight. It's stability uh, when you're sitting with your stick on your lap. Um, most of the players play with it on their lap. I see a lot of people, um, not a lot, but I see a few people using the Kamba. I think it's the Q1 or Q2. One of them has latches and hinges that you can, uh, with like foam vice grips or something, that hook to a tabletop to make it more of a Japanese arcade cabinet feel where you sit down at it. Um, I've heard okay things about that. Um, You know, you got to tighten it every hour or two to make sure it's nice and tight. But otherwise, um, you know, it is what it is. I don't don't really use that one. I like Comba sticks. I use a Comba bag for me carrying around some of my own custom sticks because the Comba bag is uh, really awesome. It's really big, and you can put almost any stick you can think of in there. Um, I think it it holds the, the new Bulix Hayabusa, too, which is a huge stick. Um, it's pretty much like my long case that I've been building. Um, anyways, uh, a lot of people like wood for that. Now, what I've been trying to get into recently is more metal fabrication. Now, the problem with the metal fabrication is <laughs> you have to either know somebody that can cut it and bend it for you, or you need to invest in all the stuff yourself. Now, if I had the money and the time to invest to get uh, square bends and like a, I don't know, like a bending, uh, like a pipe bending, bending system. Uh, you could do a lot of really cool things with it. A lot of beveled edges, rounded corners, stuff like that out of metal. And it, it works really well. Um, if you're just starting up and you really want to build your own custom stick, um, there's places you can order it from. Uh, I think one of them is called all fight sticks. They do most of their stuff on eBay. And I know a lot of people are kind of hesitant about eBay, but, um, they do really good work. I've talked to the, the owner of the of the store, and they basically can make anything you want custom fabricated. And they also um, they also spray it with a with a colored finish. It's like paint, but it's really strong. It's basically paint, but it's got a really nice lacquer like clear coat on it. So it it puts up with pretty good abuse, and it's pretty cheap. I think you can get one fully assembled for like 150 bucks, and that's not bad for a custom fight stick. Um, most of the nicer ones you see from Mad Cats are like 250 or higher, so um, especially ones you see online. So that's a that's a great option um, if you're somebody that just wants to do it themselves to get the tools to bend aluminum. It's actually not too expensive. Uh, you can get the aluminum the the die cutter, which is basically a it's like a hole saw that you can use on aluminum and thin thin like eighth of an inch steel. Um, that works really well, and I think you can get into that for like 60 or 80 bucks for a nice. Uh, it's almost like a tap and die set, really. 
Um, obviously, you're not cutting threads. You're going to need a tap and die set if you want to cut into that. But, you know, that's that's for you actually placing your bolts and your other stuff. For me personally, it's way better for you to just use a nice metal drill bit, like a tungsten carbide bit. Cut into your plate and then just fix it with bolts and washers. Um, bolts, washers, and nuts. And that, and that works pretty well. Um, is it look as clean? It can. It can look pretty clean uh, if you do it right. Um, a lot of people like having threaded bolts and nuts, which is a thing. I mean, it can be done. You just need a die set to carefully cut the cut the threads out of the panels to make it all fit. Um, the thing I like about the all fight sticks uh, design is it's actually most of it is one contiguous, one solid piece of metal that they bend into a box, and then you just bolt on the sides, and you can get different colors and all that stuff, and that's all metal too. And it works really well. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm not just advocating them. It's just those those are the guys I've talked to recently, and they can do custom orders. So I've been thinking about actually buying a few, uh, you know, painted complete sets, and then I put in the hardware. And I'm, I'm sure that I could probably get one from them, probably $7,500 for, for just the case. Um, but if you want to build your own case, that's an option. Um, one of the cheaper routes, and this is what I would advocate for somebody who's just starting out and is just trying to build their own stick for consoles, is um, of all places, just eBay or flea markets or Goodwill or something like that. All you got to do is find a busted joystick that has the design parameters you want, and then you just fix everything inside of it. Now, some people are probably thinking, well, that's a little bit out of my league. I don't understand all the stuff inside. It's pretty idiot proof. Like, if you message me, I can give you a more uh, in-depth diagram for the different types of sticks. But for the most part, it's a five-pin harness for the joystick if they're Japanese. Um, it's you know, pretty pretty simple. I mean, you just you match up the buttons with what button you want to press, and you put it on the board. Um, what I tend to see a lot on eBay is you can get an empty gutted out case with the buttons and the sticks still inside of it for around 40, 50 bucks. <coughs> and we're talking a pretty nice stick. Usually they're not too beat up. Um, I've been seeing Mad Cat TEs going for like 30, 40 bucks a piece uh, plus shipping. And you take those sticks and you basically can put in a Brooks board, they fit. You can put in a Cthulhu board, those fit. There's a lot of different little uh, boards you can put in. You can even do, if you just want to play PS3 or PC, you can put in one of those zero delay boards I've talked about before, and those are like 15, 20 bucks. And just wire it all up and, you know, cut your cabling and, and connect your cabling up through the original cabling uh, cabling route out the back of the stick. And you're, you basically have a USB PC PS3 stick for like under 60 bucks. And then if you want to get fancy with the artwork and the buttons and changing it out, you know, that's that's where a little bit of the money is. But you can pretty much get a functioning stick out of the whole deal for under 100 bucks, start to finish. And it looks like a Mad Cats or a, you know, Comba stick or a, or a you know, whatever stick you want it to be. Um, and that way you're not going through and actually cutting and, and you know, removing all the parts and, and building one from scratch. You know, building one from scratch is really... Uh, really good makes you feel good but at the same time it's it's time consuming you need to do the, the, the buy-in of all the tools and hardware you need you need to know what lumber you're working with you need to know how to join all the pieces of wood together safely without
about it all falling apart. There's a, there's a little bit involved with it. I'm not saying that working with wood is harder than metal, but metal is pretty sturdy, and uh, people seem to like the, the, the weight of metal and the thin uh, contours you can get out of metal uh, rather than the blocky consoles. Uh, I can keep saying consoles. The blocky you know joysticks that you see um, out of them. Now, there are a few companies that make really nice... Um, wood design sticks. Uh, one of them is Faux Hammer, F-O-E-H-A-M-M-E-R. Um, they sell pre-built uh, empty cases for like, I think a hundred bucks, maybe a little more. I'm not hundred percent sure. Might be 75 now. They, they do clearances sometimes. Um, but they are really interesting. They look almost like a stealth fighter. Like they're all angled. They have like facets cut into them, kind of like a diamond or a stone. Um, look very cool. You'll definitely have the only stick that looks like that if you're at a local community fighting tournament. Most people um, don't have a faux hammer, and the faux hammers look really nice, and they do lots of really cool paint jobs and artwork and different things with it. They can make them out of different types of wood, I believe, and um, really cool design. Um, they mass produce them, so you know that their design quality keeps kind of improving as they get further along in their development, and it's, it's all in all pretty awesome. Um, but that's a good option if you want to go with wood, you want the weight, but you want a, a stick that's not boxy looking. Um, Faux Hammer makes a good one. Um, another option going back to eBay is let's say you've built a case or you bought a case that's empty and you don't want to pay full price for all the buttons and switches and stuff. A good choice is to buy a busted stick that you can confirm has good components in it. And a way to check is there's a little Sanwa logo um, either the elephant logo or Sanwa is printed on the bottoms of the buttons and the sticks on the side of one of the circuit boards on there or on the switch itself it should say Amron because uh, that's the type of switch they normally use or JLF on most of the Sanwa sticks out there. Um, you can also usually tell from the mounting hardware they use um, in the Madcat sticks the mounting hardware has changed over the years to go with the specific iterations of the, the different sticks that are out there but pretty idiot proof. The way I usually do it is if it has Sanwa buttons, 9 times out of 10 it's got a Sanwa stick. If it doesn't have a Sanwa stick, you're out 20 bucks. The the Sanwa sticks you can buy brand new for like 24 bucks for a nice one. It's it's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, very, uh, very inexpensive way to get a shit ton of buttons and switches and sticks for like next to nothing. You can buy the ugliest stupid case, you know, for a controller that no one really uses. Like I see a lot of really good prices on Wii joysticks because there's not very many good Wii fighting games in my opinion um, and you can buy the Wii fight sticks for really cheap and then gut them and then you can change the you can actually take that one stick and rebuild it and repurpose it for whatever system you want um, and you know like I said if you message me or, or PM me or send me a question on the stream I can give you a lot more information about where to go and, and what to do and what your steps are to start to finish but I mean, those are really just kind of some some base points, just really simple points on what you need to do to, to get it going. You know, another thing I see is um, there was a big change from Hori. Um, Hori is a company, it's spelled H-O-R-I, that has made uh, a lot of the licensed Tekken fight sticks over the years. Um, they did the wireless one for Tekken 6, which we're not going to get into all the details on that, but the receiver transmitter on that thing was crap. Um, the Tekken 5 stick that I own, or used to own, they made that. They made a few other sticks. Um, the the one they're really known for is what they call the H-Wrap. It stands for Hori Real Arcade Pro. 
If you go into any forums on Sharukan or anywhere else, you'll see people abbreviated as HRAP. Um, the newest HRAPs are really nice, um, but they've, they've had a huge changeover in their buttons. They switched from something called a Kuro button, K-U-R-O, to the new Hayabusa line of buttons. And the new ones, the Hayabusas, are much better. They have a uh, smaller plunger. They don't cut your fingers up. Like, the Kuro's... It was weird. Like, you push the buttons down, and if you weren't hitting the very center of the plunger, the edges of the rims of the buttons were actually, like... They weren't contoured at all, and they were fucking sharp. And they would... You could actually, like, bruise and blister your fingers up on these stupid buttons. It was so irritating. Like, people that played Marvel that used to, like, fan their hands across the buttons to get extra hits and stuff would, like, cut their fingers up. So, just... If you're gonna buy one used or new, make sure you get one that's Hayabusa or has the buttons switched out for Sanwa's or Saimetsu's or something else, because the Kuro line of buttons were not very good. Just putting it out there. I'm not saying that they're unusable and that they're garbage, it's just like the designs. They had some flaws in the designs, but um, you know, and that's going into that, you know, it's very important to have a nice um, personal preference to your buttons and your stick. Um, some people like a stick with really short throw and lots of resistance. Uh, other people want the stick to have, you know, very, very mushy, very light Japanese kind of feel. And the Hori stick, the new stick that they've come out with for the last couple of years is a Hayabusa as well. And that one is a very low resistance uh, Sanwa kind of feel. It's not, uh, it springs back to center pretty fast, but it's very, very loose. Um, Another stick that some people I've seen recently, especially with 3D fighters that have been catching more steam, is magnetic, magno-restrictive sticks. Um, the problem with those is they're expensive. I think the cheapest one you see usually is about 60, 70 bucks. So it's three times the cost of a normal like Sanwa stick, which has great feedback overall as a good stick. Um, but it also is really big, it's bulky. The shaft portion is about the only thing that's small on it. Everything else is really large and massive underneath. And what that does is it uses magnets to restrict the movement of the, the, the stick and the shaft as opposed to using rubber grommets like a Korean stick or springs like a Japanese stick. So it's kind of a, a new medium. Uh, it's been around for a long time, but it's just now catching more wind in the fighting game community. Um, I've played with one a couple times for Soul Calibur, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, what's cool about it is you can actually tune how much resistance you want for up, down, left, right, and then your eight directions. So I find that when when you're learning stuff like backdash canceling in Tekken or other cancels in, in different games, movement cancels, um, being able to change the, the eight-way directions, different sensitivities to help train your body when you're hitting that diagonal or when you're not is uh, actually really helpful. Um, but like I said, for a training aid, it'd be good, but for normal tournament use or, or just normal casual use, I don't know if the $70 price tag is worth it. And then you have to worry about other things too, you know, like supplying power to the, the stick itself because it's a powered stick um, and some other things. So, you know, it's just something to think about. Um, but more or less for somebody that's just buying a stick off eBay or getting one from their buddies that's busted and replacing parts and using it for themselves it's i wouldn't suggest that one as a as a buy uh, you know maybe you try it at a venue or something but i wouldn't buy it um now maybe if they come down in price it'd be it'd be something to look into but eh, not not really a big thing 
what else do we have? Um, you know, we talked about buttons a little bit. I mean, I've gone over it before in a, in a previous podcast about, you know, arcade building and joystick building and what buttons. It's all preference, really. Um, I will talk about, uh, I don't think I talked about silencers before. Silencers work really well. They are basically foam washers that fit between the plunger and the micro switch inside a button. And what those do is those allow you to have a more sensitive tactile feel to the buttons. They make It makes them very sensitive, especially if you get the, the thicker foam. But it also, um, you won't hear the, the really loud clicking, click, 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 click from the buttons when you're hitting buttons. And uh, I personally like that, especially if you're playing uh, nearby somebody while they're sleeping or something. It works really well so you can keep playing while they're passed out. Um, it also works well with... Um, you know, you mitigating mashing all the buttons to get movies to come out because the buttons will be more sensitive. So it helps to try to, um, you know, I guess what you would call it is economy of movement. So you're not just going ham on the joystick and beating all the buttons and stuff. Um, and it also kind of quietly, um, especially if you're playing in a quiet room against somebody physically, they might be able to hear your button inputs and uh, anticipate what you're going to do next by hearing the input itself. When they hear the snap of the buttons or the click of the buttons, they might, you know, slowly develop an ability to, to block as soon as they hear it, and that might actually mess you up. So, um, you know, it's something to think about. It's, it's at least worth, worth trying, and the reason I suggest people try those is because they're so cheap. You can get silencers for like a nickel a piece. Hell, some stores... The focus attack, they'll 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 send them with the buttons uh, at a discount, so you can get them for like two cents a piece. So it's super cheap. Um, there's different silencers out there. There's some that are custom cut and designed for specific types of buttons. There's others that are more generic. Um, I would definitely suggest you getting the ones that are designed for the specific button that you're going to use, because then you have less of a chance of them getting hung up inside the stick, um, in, in the button plunger itself, or having them do missed inputs. But um, uh, Paradise Arcade does a really good job. They make custom ones uh, in their shop. They cut them themselves with some sort of dye. But they make two. They make a big kahuna is what they call it. And then the other ones I think called little kahuna or just normal. Um, the big kahunas are like twice as thick. And it makes them absolutely silent. But the downside is, is they're so sensitive that you could like hit your, hit your fist next to a button and it might go off. So it's just something to think about. Um, it really depends on what switches and what buttons you're using. Uh, for Sanwa, the Big Kahuna work well. You just have to make sure that your switches are um, good. You know, like you can get you can get some different switches in there. Um, I've heard there's people that have really really good um, really good um, results with the Cherry MX buttons that have tunable switches in them. Those buttons are really expensive. Um, they're almost like 550 a button. But at the same time, you can get some really cool tunable, um, color-coded switches, micro-switches that go in there from Cherry. And they make great micro-switches. If you've never heard of Cherry, Cherry makes some of the best momentary contact switches on the market. They also um, are really jumping into the professional PC gamer as well as arcade gamer um, venues. Uh, and they're doing a lot of good support with them, and I, I just love some of their buttons. They have buttons that distinguishly, they, that you can feel the tactile click. Uh, they also have some that will not activate until you are at 100% throw, which is something that's really, no one other button really can say they can do it. Um, 
and it's you know it's just something to it's something to try. I would suggest trying those buttons. Um, they are expensive. They have really cool designs you can get with them, but there's not as many color choices or other choices as you would get from Sanwa or Saimetsu. So it's just something to look at. If you have somebody that's interested in trying different types of buttons, it's always a good idea to get like a grab bag. And um, and what I like to do for people that fo like, like physically come over to my little workshop is I have a board with 12 buttonholes in it. And each button is a different type of button. I've got an American button. I've got a HAP controls button. I have a uh, uh, Lorenzo uh, IL, industrial Lorenzo button in there. I have a Sanwa button. I have a Saimetsu. I have them with, I have one of each with silencers and they're all labeled on the top of the button cover um, or the, the uh, cap. I have, um, you know, the, the MX switches. I have some Chinese knockoff ones that surprisingly some people choose. I don't know why, but they like them. Um, I have the MX, I think I have three or four different versions of the MX switch. So each one is a different color code inside the switch. Um, they all look the same, but they all have a different switch inside. And what that does for you, and there's a couple others. I think there's, I think we have some uh, 24 millimeters in there too, the little skinny buttons. But the point is, is that by having that, people can come over and physically try them and say, well, you know, I like this here. Uh, you know, I like this button. I like that button. And they get to actually try them before they buy them. And then when you order them, you know that they're not going to be mad at you if they don't like the way the stick performs because they physically tried it. They have no reason to complain. And it's cool because you can literally throw that little, you know, piece of plywood. I mean, it doesn't have to be large. It could be like eight inches by 12 inches. It's just like a sheet of notebook paper, eight and a half by 11. Um, that has all your buttons in it and you can really just take it with you to venues. If you want to try to make money off doing this, it's not that hard to do. Um, once you start putting your name out there that you're a builder, people usually come to you. A lot of times it's repairs. A lot of times it's repairs. Oh, my button stopped working. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to tear it apart. Dude, that's like a five minute fix and you can make 20, 30 bucks off of it if you're a jerk. Now me, I don't charge people for stuff like that, but you know, some people out there are assholes, so I guess you could, but uh, you know, it's just an idea. It's something you can try um, with the, the the sampling. It's like a, a button buffet. Um, <laughs> sounds a little weird, but anyways, um, you can try it and see before you buy it. Um, Sticks is a little different. It's a little more expensive to do something like that. Uh, usually, I just have people try other people's sticks because, like, just by at glance, you can usually tell what's in each one. And if you're new to the whole stick thing and you're not really sure, nine times out of ten, if you see a joystick that has a bat-shaped top, which looks like the top of a baseball bat, where it starts large and it tapers down into a slimmer uh, uh, end that connects to the shaft, usually that's either a crown or an American stick. The American sticks usually are very sloppy. Um, they're very sturdy, but they're sloppy. And um, they have, you know, they have their thing. Uh, you can, I don't really think you can customize them too much unless you get custom springs from somewhere. I've never seen uh, a cheap way to get custom springs for those. But, um, so that's a thing. Um, if you see them with a, a, what they call a lollipop, which is basically a round, uh, a round ball top, uh, or ball top, essentially. Usually that's Saimetsu or Sanwa. Um, and people can swap the shafts out. So, you know, it's always good to look, but if you have someone that has a stick that's store-bought, you can usually tell somebody that's interested, well, that guy's using a Sanwa, go try it out. That guy's go using this, try this out. And just by feel, you can tell if a stick's worn out or not. You can tell them, well, this stick needs new switches. It's been beat up. Or this one needs some more lubricant in it. It's, it's grinding. 
you know, so on and so forth. And you'd be surprised how many people I can replace a stick on for next to nothing because they just need some some lubricant in there and and maybe a new spring. Or just changing out the four micro switches. And if it's a soldered board, that's another thing too. It's easy. Like the little soldered micro switch board that has everything soldered to it. Instead of trying to remove the solder and redo everything, which can be time consuming if you're not great at soldering, you're better off just buying a new board. You can get a new board for like eight or ten bucks, maybe twelve bucks from uh, from Focus Attack or from people on Shuriken. Um, but it's it's something to think about. It's uh, you know, like I said, if you want to do a business thing, you want to start it. It's definitely a a project that you can get into. You don't have to be presenting your product and all your different custom artwork every time. Um, it's just, it's not that necessary. I mean, really, you put yourself out that you're a builder, maybe get some pictures of some of the sticks you've built, um, you're good. Do you need a bunch of custom artwork? Eh, I've seen some people do really well with very bare bones generic sticks because people want to do their own artwork on their own, and that's fine. You know, if you want to do artwork on your own, you know, more power to you. If you, um, you know, like I said, if you if you if you've got it, you've got it. If you're good at it, you can do it. If you're not good at it, don't try it. God damn it! <laughs> I'm trying to park and there's like no parking spots. But it's uh you know it's a thing. It's not absolutely uh, necessary to be good at using uh, Photoshop. I like using Photoshop for some of that stuff, especially for d people doing button layouts. Layouts are a big thing. Um, you got to have the button layouts the way the, the, the patron or the customer wants. If they don't have them the way they want, then you're in trouble, you know. But, you know, it's just another thing. Just another thing. But, um, I think that's going to be it for now because i got to get into work and I don't want to be late. But uh, like I said, if anyone has any questions, you're welcome to talk to me on the stream. It's uh, twitch.tv slash the lefty with an underscore between the and lefty. Uh, we do lots of classic game streams and fighting game streams. And uh, a lot of fun stuff goes on in there. Uh, we try to have co-hosts co once in a while. It doesn't always pan out the way you want it to, but it is what it is. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. It's on my name, Michael Lorenz. You can go there and you can see some of our busy work and some of the things we've done. Um, you can also see the multi-cade that I've built. Uh, I'm still not done painting it. I keep putting it off. But, um, you know, just something to think about. If you guys are welcome to, you guys are always welcome to jump on the stream and check us out. And, um, we will, uh, we'll be talking with you guys again shortly. Have a good one.